With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Girls Next Level, guys. We are so excited because we have a very special guest today. We have Stacy Burke, who lived with us at the mansion in the early 2000s. You've seen her on Girls Next Door a bunch of times. So thanks for coming over, Stacy. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I was like so old times. It feels like I, that's what I was just gonna say. It feels like old times. <laughs> it's right? like so weird. Like it, like nothing ever really happened. But okay, so we want to start at the beginning with you, Stacy. We oh, want boy. us to tell you, tell us like. Who you are? Who is Stacy? Where did oh, you God. grow up? No pressure. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I grew up in Pomona, California, and I loved school and stuff like that. And then uh, I never went to college because I couldn't decide on a degree. Um, so then I started doing <laughs> fetish modeling. Like I don't know because there's a longer story and there's a short version. So I was going to go like I started just fetish modeling. And doing Wait, but, the normal Hollywood back up, things. Back up, back up, back up. Uh-oh. So, but you live mostly with your grandma. I remember you being really close oh, yeah, with your yeah. grandma. I lived up. with my grandparents. I was on my dad's side, and so yeah, they brought me up. So I lived. So I had like a male and father figure. So I had a pretty good upbringing. And your mom died kind of young, right? Yeah, she died young. Yeah, like at fifty-two. Yeah. Yeah, she died young. But I, I would see her, like, all the time. She lived at the beach, and that's how come I love the beach so much. And so I would see her, like, a lot. So she was, like, a hippie chick. Aw. Very so hippie. Cool. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Pomona is about an hour outside of L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember you were prom queen. Uh, homecoming queen, yeah. Oh, homecoming queen. I don't know if we had prom queens in my school. Like, I don't remember prom queens, but homecoming queen we did have. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I love it too. But it was a joke. I think I told you I wasn't supposed to win. That's why I want you to tell the story. <laughs> they they did a carry on me. They they I was I was president of foreign language club. I was president of every club you could imagine. I loved school. I was one of those weirdos. But they put me into the homecoming thing knowing that I wouldn't win. But little did they know that I was friends with all the underclassmen, all the geeks and the freaks and the weirdos. And so when they put me up there, I won by a landslide. Whoa, I love that. And I wore mini skirts, and I wore I, I danced the Sex Pistols my way, and it's like I slam dance, and I you know That's I was so just like cool. I was just I, I was just crazy, and I had two dates, and then ever since I won Homecoming Queen, all the jocks wanted to date me, but it was just so <laughs> weird how all of a sudden they want to date me, and I go as a freak, yeah, I was a freak. Now you want to date me because I won Homecoming Queen? Yeah, it just opened my eyes to the world, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Well, um, I don't want to. Uh, tell you anything that might disappoint you now but you said you didn't go to college because you couldn't decide on a major I couldn't you can you can be undecided when you start <laughs> really I tried I, I, they go you gotta pick a major and I go I can't I don't know what I, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up I don't know what I want to do that's why I do everything You're still trying to figure it out <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out but I'm having fun figuring it out yeah so tell us about some of the jobs Stacy's done, because I know there's oh, a million God. of them. A million? I don't like. Okay, that uh, that Ramada Inn, Don Jose's. I worked at Don Jose's. There, I started as a hostess, then a waitress, then um, appetizer girl, then a then a cocktail waitress. But what you're most known for is fetish modeling. Yeah, so I got how into did, fetish modeling. How did that start? What was the first first thing? Well, remember the back of. Uh, 
was it OC Weekly and LA Weekly? They have ads for gigs and models used to like follow ads for gigs. One of them was for a webcam model. And this is back in the late 90s where webcams, like computers were kind of dinosaurs. And so I followed that ad and the place was at was at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. And we had they had an office there. Why is that funny to me? The Sherman Oaks Galleria. Well, because it's a mall. With it's a weird mall, you guys. First yeah. of all, it's a mall. It's an outdoor mall, but there's only like a few stores and restaurants in it, and like a movie theater. But the rest of it is office buildings, mm-hmm. and it's really yeah, weird. But it's also such a like when you were saying you had to follow this ad somewhere. I was thinking some seedy warehouse somewhere. I know. In downtown LA. So to go to the Sherman Oaks Galleria yeah. is such like a And it was like a real corporate place. Yeah. It was an office. Yeah. But they had they made little rooms into like um like like webcam model rooms. Okay. And you could control the camera and you could zoom in. It was like really cool, like it was really high tech. And I was making like thirty something dollars an hour and I was working a lot of hours. Like and th- back then that was a lot. Like, and I had a regular paycheck and I was working like 40 hours a day, you know, a week and stuff like that. And I went to a corporate world. Like I, I, I would park, you know, get the validation, go to the <laughs> office, thinking nothing of it. But then, you know, you dress up in a French maid and you're typing to people. You can't see them, but they could see you. And you're doing webcam, like stripping, basically, um, you know, stripping on camera. But this was late 90s. Yeah. Like, you know, so that's how I started. And then one of the models were saying, hey, have you ever thought of doing fetish modeling? And I go, what do you mean? And, and they go, like, Betty Page. I go, well, they, they still do that? <laughs> I love that. Because, <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, Photoshop, yeah. like, you know, photo clubs and stuff like that and magazines. I go, they still fetish magazines? They, they, real, I didn't know they still did that. Yeah. I knew there was a fetish lifestyle and stuff like that, like fetish clothing, fetish fashion. But I didn't think stuff like Betty Page still. And they go, yeah, there's there's actually was photo clubs. There's, there's fetish modeling. Exactly what Betty Page did. And I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, okay. So I started doing that. And then when I told them I didn't really have a job, I'm, I'm available anytime, I started working a lot. I started working five days a week because most models had like other jobs and they couldn't get them and, or they were flakes and they wouldn't show up. A lot of people say like, how to be a successful model? I go, you just show up and leave your drama at the door. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much got it made. And Everybody so, wants yeah. to work with somebody who's like easy to work with and on yeah. time. And, and on time is the key. Good attitude. And not in the bathroom primping all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, just trying to milk the clock. You know, you know, like, come on, we all want to go someplace. And they're just milking the clock. Yeah. So, yeah. So what was your first fetish model job? And what was it? What kind of fetish? It was bondage. It was for Harmony Productions. Uh, and it was basically bondage. And it was tied up. And so I was like a little nervous, but I didn't know how to act because when they go struggle, I just kind of struggled in one area because I'm like very used to like camera, like you don't want to get out of frame and I didn't see where I was at. So I didn't struggle very much. I was kind of like stiff. And then later on, I realized, oh, you want me to struggle. You want me to, cl- you know, like, fl- fl- you know, like a carp. <laughs> flop around like the Like flop around like a fish. <laughs> okay, now I get it. But that was my first, um, yeah, fetish modeling stuff. Because I remember um, when we were at the mansion, you would tell me about some of these weird fetishes. Oh too. yeah, glue fetish. Where Wait, I glue? glue? Tell me about glue. Where you pretend you're stuck. Like this guy had a thing where, and you would have this special glue where you're like, and you're just talking like, oh, and you're like, oh no, I'm stuck. And you he wanted you to pull yourself out, and you could see that the. the the, the strings of the glue yeah and you're you're glued to something you're like oh no I'm stuck what oh do my I God, do that's so funny and then I had one guy that just likes me to pretend that I fell f- 
headfirst in a hamper. And I'm like, oh no. And I fall headfirst and you see the legs flopping around. How do I get out of this hamper? I love the <laughs> randomness of this and just like the wholesomeness of just like my fetish is somebody falling into a hamper. I know. And it's like fully clothed. Like sometimes you like pantyhose. Like it's not about fashion because they go, we want you to wear pantyhose and then uh, then stockings over the pantyhose and then the certain kind of shoes and or stuck in the couch. The whole thing would he would just want me to be stuck in, you know. So it was like a lot of acting involved. Like, you know, oh no. Is it I like can't the, get out. The damsel in distress kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, a lot of it's like there's some damsel in distress and then there's some that people that want that like you that you're you're complying that you want to get bound or stuff and then there's like the dominatrix thing where you know or or a burglar comes in and then you're you're you know you're scared so there's so many different aspects of it i remember one you told me too was um the balloons and i cannot get over the balloons tell me about the balloons well there's so many different aspects of that there's some people (laughs) like you blowing it up Uh really slowly and then it's getting bigger and bigger and then anticipation that this pops some of it likes a squeaking when you get your nails and you squeak it. Like an ASMR? Yeah. And then some people just like just the, you fondling the balloons or popping the balloons or sitting on That's the balloons. The one. That's the one she used to tell me. You, you sit on them. Like you walk, you go around and you sit on all these, like the like room full of balloons and you like sit on them and like bounce on them and pop them. Oh yeah, some are big <laughs> balloons, some are small balloons. And so, yeah, you like pop. There's so, so there's so many aspects of like the balloon and the balloon popping. Did you ever encounter somebody with a fetish for cake sitting? Have you heard of that? I've done I've done pie throwing and cake, and there's called messy fetish, where they like to have like pie throwing, or you're baking a cake and it gets all over, and you have a food fight. Um, and yes, uh, sitting in the cake, uh, pie throwing, all that kind of Wait, stuff. Wait, you legit bake a cake and like sit in it? Yeah, yeah. Or 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 you or like the pie throwing, but you got to be very careful because. The hands right there in the in the metal. Yeah, it could really get plastered. Yeah, like it could really hurt. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like in the whole thing where you drip it and you go like that. And then there's a cannibal fetish where they like plumper girls for that. They didn't really have much of that, but it's like you they put you put you in a skewer and they put butter <gasps> Wait, on you. Wait, what? Well, yeah, this needs more like explanation. A, like so a you're fake not skewer, really you're not really a skewer, skewer right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you're cut on a fake skewer, and they have red lights on you, and they butter you, and they're cooking you, or you're in a, a pot of boiling water, which is not really boiling. Water. Yeah, but the whole fetish is like you're going to be eaten. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, that reminds me of that Katy Perry video where she's like in the boiling water but it's like a hot tub yeah and she's like food yeah yeah. No, I haven't I seen like, it, but I'm like kind of like weirded out by this. Yeah, yeah. I done. I've done a few of those. Yeah. I mean, I know like uh, other ones too, like nylons are a thing. Oh, nylons are a thing. Like everything. I sometimes I wish it was just like God. Can't we be a fetish of wearing UGG boots and eating pizza in bed? Because I really love that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah, like if you're wearing nylons or stockings or high heels or heels. Like I just had one guy just buy me because I, I threw out all my heels because I'm just so sick of wearing heels because I have vertigo and I just hate heels. And he heard about that and so he bought me all these fetish heels and Gosh. all these long boots. And so I'm going to have to wear them. I tried walking them they're really hard and he bought me a bunch of fetish outfits and so I got I got a whole closet full of like really nice outfits so, and yeah. feet of course oh, feet, feet are a big bare one. feet where you scrunch them or you um or you widen out your toes you stretch out your toes um so yeah toe fetish 
tickling fetish. Oh yeah, tickling. tickling. I remember that. Tickling's a, a big thing. Oh my god, tickled. I'd be awful at that. I can't stand to be. Oh tickled. yeah, I hate it too. I am off. Sometimes the I could like really tune in, but if they get it, one time sometimes you get bruises because if they <gasps> find a, a spot, they will get you. Oh and then you god. wait. One time I had to work with Julie Strain and I had bruises all on my butt because one girl found my tickler spot and she would get her elbow and she would <gasps> dig in and she would dig in so much so it would tickle, but it was like her tickle. Ugh. And I had bruises all up and down my butt. Oh, oh my god, it's making me uncomfortable. Just because I can feel the tickling going yeah. on. And then especially if you're tied up and tickled, you can't Oh, there's no, 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 there's, no, no you no, can't no. fight against it nightmare opting out yeah. <laughs> yeah was there ever a job you showed up to and you're like no this is too fucking weird bye I'm trying to think I mean you know like some of this is your normal like porn, porn stuff I don't like but I mean most of it like okay I had to like stop my a little bit because some would get dangerous you know what I mean like yeah. and so I would notice there, there has been times where I was working with a guy and, and it was supposed to, I was supposed to be mummified so you surround your wrap yourself and then you duct tape but he didn't have shrimp wrap he had shrink wrap so he shrunk wrap me which shrink wrap when you get hot it, yeah. it shrinks up and right. like an anaconda oh. and so you're already going and he does it really tight and it's hot and you're struggling and then he got the the duct tape and he put duct I'm tape scared. and I know. so I'm like this and then he he did a lot of four hankies it was a four hanky, hanky club he put hankies in my mouth and then taped my mouth shut oh so, no I can't so I'm, I'm like I now. can't I can't say anything I'm, I'm I'm and I'm just supposed to and it's hot and he goes struggle and then there's a few of them where I'm in and out of consciousness and he goes look up at the camera and I'm trying to force and you see my eyes I'm just like like that and well, it was just, it was terrible and I just wanted to be done with and he's trying to get the shot and he almost tripped and I'm and it was marble floor and I'm thinking please don't pass out because then I'm dead yeah you have to have to have to have so much trust I know it reminds me of like when Heidi Klum wore the worm costume even watching that I'm like she has to be trusting whoever like her handler is yeah you're stuck in there yeah because <laughs> you could fall over and hit your head because there's other I could tell you like yeah. horror stories about that happened so I, I got cut up no problem but it was like I had to learn, like, when you're young, they that's why they like you. You don't say no. It's money. You don't want to be a problem. You're just going to get through it. And yeah. then, you know, that's when, like, some models get hurt and they have nerve damage. And so mm-hmm. then you learn from that and you tell people, okay, you got to know when to say no. Because when you get tied up, you do kind of restrict the blood flow. And you, if you're tied up really tight, you get numb. And if you get really uh, dark, that means there's no blood and you're oh, turning wow. purple. And and so that's dangerous. You could get, like, nerve damage. And lots of times when they do cut you out and if you're, like, you got to leave, right when the blood comes back, you feel like a statue. When the blood comes back, you're literally like this. And it hurts because oh. the blood's coming back so fast into your body that you're, like, a statue and you're, like, ow, 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 ow. And then it takes a while and then you're able to move again. So there is, like casualties and stuff like that and i always tell like if you're in a fetish make sure um you get the gag first so you can tell the the guy what to untie first because there's been times where they're in a strapato um which is their arms overhead and they will cut that first and one girl couldn't fill for a feet fill her feet and she fell over timber and hit her head and passed out and got <gasps> oh a concussion <laughs> oh my god so yeah you know it's like there's a lot of safety things that's why it's like if you're in with a room with only one photographer make sure there's two because yeah. like I said, you know, it's like if anything happens, he's it and you're done. There should really be an expert on set, like an expert yeah. in bondage, mm-hmm. you know. 
It's just that it's low scary. It's like a lot. Yeah. It's not really that much money in it, so they don't. But it's like if there's two people, it's good. You need a rigger and someone on set and safety scissors and all that. So I now ever since like after a few years after learning, you go with the people that are safe. You know who and not to work for. And then the models kind of talk to each other, mm-hmm. and we know who not to work for. Because if anyone messes up, we tell them, like, yeah. this guy was not good. So yeah. we kind of look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. do wrestling videos a lot, too. Yeah, I do wrestling. I don't know why they keep picking me for that, because I suck at wrestling. <laughs> I suck at it. I'm one of, what do you call a jobber. I basically say, okay, just spin me around, beat me up, because I don't know what I'm doing. Just don't tell me what just don't really hurt me because it does happen. I've had injured my ribs a few times where they get me in a figure four and they will like squeeze me so tight where it did pop a rib. Oh. And it, it does hurt take a long time to heal. And to this day, if someone hugs me really tight, the rib will repop. Ew. Oh. So I always warn guys, I go, please don't hug me too tight, because it has happened. And then literally it's two months of just like pain. Like yeah. it takes a long time to heal. So yeah. <laughs> And you met Hef um, while you were doing all this stuff, but way back before we even yeah. met Yeah, okay, my first time meeting Hef was in 1999, and I was doing uh, the night calls, and Adoria was Wait, one of- night calls? Uh, it was Gotta a, tell the listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, Okay, Playboy had a cable show, or actually a cable channel, so with a lot of shows. Night Calls was this show on Playboy TV, and it was kind of a live show. They would have girls on. It was Dory and another girl. I forget the other girl's name, but there was two uh, girls being the host. And they would, it's like a variety show. They'd bring people on. They would interview them. And then one time they did a fetish thing where it had a lot of foot models and a tickling frenzy where a bunch of people just came and just tickled a bunch of girls. My nightmare. And I was one of them. <laughs> and Dory and all of them were like laughing and stuff like that. And um and so, and they, they even, they did the hair and makeup on me and everything. It was nice. I was like, ooh, this is cool working for Playboy TV. This is awesome. And so at the end of it, we did a rap party. I think it was as the last episode of Night Calls. And it was a place called Pino. It was on Sunset Boulevard. And we go there and then Hef shows up. And he's wearing glasses at this time. Yeah, he used to have big glasses. Big glasses. Got I have pictures. <laughs> I should have brought the pictures. I have them online somewhere. This is when him and Kimberly just stopped seeing each other. And he was had a date with him called Indiana. And I have a picture of her name. Who is Indiana? Indiana. I've heard you mention Indiana. her before. And I feel like like I thought I knew about like who yeah. Hef had been involved with, but I've never heard of Indiana. Who I don't know if she woman? was even a pl- girlfriend because this is before he had girlfriends. This is oh. before um, the Bentley tours. This is before. Uh, it had to be before 99 then. Then it might have been 98. Yeah. It might have been I was right there at in 98. Okay, was then I'm, Brandy, Mandy, and Sandy. Yeah, okay. It was just before Brandy and Mandy, Sandy. So maybe it was 98. Yeah, Indiana, and he had some other girl, and we, we got, and he goes, you want to come to my house? I'm like, okay. And we we went to his place, and same thing. We got the robes. It was robes, not the pajamas. Really? It was white robes. Oh. And um, and the, and I remember going up there, and he had two cats in his bedroom. Oh, my gosh. So this must have been right after him and Kimberly broke yeah, up. Yeah, because I asked, I go, because I, I, you know, I love cats, so I was petting the cats. I'm like, oh, my God, there's, I'm just swooning over the cats. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh yeah, there's my wife's cats. And I remember Doria being really freaked out of being there because it was like an orgy. Mm-hmm. And Doria was just like wide eye and like, and I thought she was, I thought she knew about what was going on. I thought she was, she was just freaked out. And so she goes, Stacy, Stacy, come downstairs with me. I'm gonna have a smoke because I guess he wouldn't allow smoking. Mm-hmm. So she kept taking me down by the grotto. 
and smoking. So I'd go out there with her. And then he would come follow us later on. He goes, what are you guys doing? And <laughs> Get he, back goes, in the room. <laughs> so he goes, I'm just smoking. I'm just kind of uncomfortable. And he goes, well, you want to go in the grotto? We could go party in the grotto or in the the other room, you know, where I forget what that room is, by um, where everyone gets dressed by the showers. The bathhouse? Yeah. He goes, we could go to the bathhouse or in the grotto. You know, I guess get busy in there. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, no, no, I'm done. And she would get all nervous and then we'd go back upstairs. But she kept... She was just nervous, I could tell. In fact, she was kind of being like, um, she got a little drunk, and then she started singing, it's a story. She starts singing the Brady Bunch really loud and annoyed. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. <laughs> as he's doing it with another girl. Stop it. Ed. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. He stops halfway and he goes, you're being a fucking pain in the ass. Oh my God! And she goes, well, I'm very uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. He goes, well, you could just leave then. She goes, well, I don't have my car here. And so and so I'm like, come on. So she takes me with her. And then, uh, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on, you know? And so he has his limo driver take, he goes, take these girls back to their car. So we go. I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> She just brought me along, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go with you. I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. <laughs> this was, like, really weird. And I had a shoot in the next morning, so I was just like, you know. And um, so we get in the limo, and then she's drunk, and the limo driver goes, oh, I'm a really fan of yours, Dory. I'm a real big fan. She goes, oh, good. Take me to Kathy St. George's house. He goes, well, I was informed to take you to the car. Well, you don't know where I live, do you? Kathy St. George. He goes, okay. So he kept on trying to figure out where Kathy St. George lived. We can't find Kathy St. George's house. And she was an older playmate, right? Yeah. We're driving around L.A. for like an hour, two hours. I don't know how many hours are going by. Oh, my Finally, gosh. Finally, she's, she's like, you know what? And we see drinking all the all the drinks in the limo. She's drinking everything. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, am I going to make it to my shoot tomorrow? Did I make the right decision? I don't know what I'm doing here. Anyway after third hour or whatever driving around we find kathy st george's house he drops her off and then he finally drops me off at my car sun's coming up oh god luckily my car is still there in the valet i leave i go home to cookamonga where i was living i get one hour sleep and i go to my shoot in the same hair and makeup (laughs) from the night before that playboy did for me at Harmony. Oh my gosh. Doria was fired the next day, never showed up. I got a call from one of the girls that was still at the mansion. She goes, you should have stayed right now. I'm having breakfast. I'm in the grotto. I'm having the time of my life. You should have stayed, girl. And I go, I would have never made it to my shoot. Because I'm thinking, I don't want to get fired from my shoot. Like, so that was my first date with Hef. That is so funny. And oh did it continue from there for a little while? No, because I, I just didn't think he would ever invite me back. Yeah. So when I saw him this few years later at the radio gig, there was Tom Likas' radio show at the mansion. We were doing the radio there. And when he walked out to do his interview, he kept staring at me. So wait, I want to just like make it clear for the listeners. So Tom Likas had his radio show party outside at the mansion. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those rental parties sort of, but have comes yeah, out Yeah, yeah. He was a radio talk show host. And so I was like part of the show. Okay. And so, yeah. So, so I got Hef invited. So comes out to do an interview. And yeah. he's staring at he's you. staring like, at probably me. Probably thinking, why is and that girl I'm, familiar to you? I hope he does it. Oh, and then I saw him before too, because Troma, we filmed it. We have Troma too. So I saw Hef at... at at the mansion in between that but I shot a movie there but I didn't really party Wait, with Wait, Troma him. shot a movie at the yeah, mansion? Yeah, it's called Citizen Toxie and it's with uh, Julie Strain and I get killed in the grotto. Tell people what Troma is. 
Troma is, um, I don't even know what it stands for, but it's basically cheesy horror films where, you know, you see heads popping out and, you know, like, it, but it's kind of cheesy and funny. It's like a TNA meets horror stick, you know, and it's like monsters, but not scary. They're well, kind of stupid. Like Trey and Matt Parker's, you know, Stone do stuff with trauma and stuff like that. When I think of trauma, I think of one time later when we were all living at the mansion and we were in a limo driving down Sunset Boulevard, back to back traffic, like was not moving. And someone, something, some weird looking thing the attack of the comes up condom. to the limo window and goes, Ugh, and scared the pants off me. I screamed. <laughs> Hef was pissed because well, I screamed. Because he got scared. You like, screamed. And what he, the he went, fuck what? is wrong with you? <laughs> he even ducked. He went, what? Yeah. <laughs> he went like that. What the fuck? What? <laughs> and I love it because Stacy was like, oh, I know who that is. That's the trauma killer condom. <laughs> I know, I know him. So funny. Hi. So for some reason, I guess trauma was filming something or doing an event. They had somebody dressed up as a killer condom, head yeah. to toe, and they scared the crap out of me. I know. And he goes, don't ever do that again. Yeah, like it's my fault. I'm like, what? Because he got scared too. Right. So it's like he, he didn't like being scared. So yeah, I got killed in the grotto. So I did film there. When was but yeah. the trauma movie? That probably might have been 99. That might have been that might have been 99. And then when was the Tom Likas thing? Tom Likas thing was probably 2001. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, 2001. And yeah, I kept staring at me, staring at me, staring at me. Then he does his interview and he leaves. Like, I even waved because he was staring at me so much. I went, I just kind of like <laughs> waved like, hi. <laughs> and he went, he waved at me at hi. And I'm like, okay. And he's just doing his interview. He left, went back inside. And then all of a sudden, Elaine comes up to me at the bar, and she and she has a pen and paper, and she goes. For those those listening, Elaine is the photographer at the mansion. Yeah, she was a living photographer. photographer. Like, well, she kind of well worked there so much. So she, she felt like a living photographer there. <laughs> it did feel like that, like yeah, that she was little a living, photo yeah. office in the hallway. It kind of felt like she lived there. It was yeah. her room. Yeah, her <laughs> felt like her bedroom, not just yeah. her office. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she had a paper and pen. She goes, "I have once your name and number." I go, what? At first I thought, did I do something wrong? Did he recognize me? What the hell? But she goes, no, you just want your name and number. It might have been Tuesday. I get a phone call. And this is when we had, vo- uh, what do you call, voice boxes? What, um, like a voicemail? Voice or voice- like answering machine? Yeah, answering, answering machine. machine. Answering yeah. machine. Yeah. I'm like, what is that thing called again? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what it was called. Answering machine. And so I always screen my calls. And then the phone rang and he goes, hi, my darling. I'm like, what the fuck? So I pick up the phone. I go, Hello? Huh. Oh, you're there. Hi, this is half. <laughs> and I'm all, no, it's not. <laughs> like everyone says, like, no, it's not. It's so I get surreal. that a lot. I get that a lot. <laughs> and he goes, I was just wondering if you want to come out, um, you know, with us. We're going out on Wednesday night. If you want to come up, you know, go out with us. But then as I hung up, I'm like, I don't know how to get there. Oh, yeah. And that's before Google. So I had to really do Maps Quest. <laughs> you had to break out the Thomas, the Thomas guide. guide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I was scared. So it's like my first drive there, I even, when I went to the gate, I go, I don't even know what to say. Like, have suspected me? Like, they almost like, I, are they going to believe me? Then they let me in. And it was during Christmas time. And I seen a bunch of people there, and I saw the eggnog and the table and everything like that. And there were a lot of people coming out with us. Like, right around that time, people were starting to move out. And there were some girlfriends who kind of had a foot out the door. But there was, like, a lot of people coming out. And he, for those 
next couple of months after he started coming out with us, he started adding more and more days. Like there would be more than two club nights. And I remember there was one time when there was nine nights in a row we went out wow. and you and I were the only ones who did all nine nights. Like, like everybody you mentioned else that was too. like calling in sick or like, oh, I'm sick or oh, good going to go do this. Like they found their way to weasel out. And I just remember like we were down in the great hall and I said something to you about it. Like I, these nine nights, like I was exhausted. Cause it was nine nights straight of like drinking and bedroom and just, I was dying. Yeah. And then the, the salon really knocked me out. Like that's hours <laughs> in the salon. That was my, I was like, oh God. Did you say that Hef would bring it up too that you guys had done? One time he did bring it up. I forget how it was. I really forget how it was. But someone was complaining about going out. And he goes, well, and he even said, he goes, well, Holly and Stacy make it. Or something like that. Something to the effect. I don't know exactly how. But then I was, first I was like, oh, that's, I was like, ooh, teacher's pet. Then I'm like, oh, no, now there's a target on me. Exactly. <laughs> because that, I think we kind of had a similar experience where all the other women started to hate us because yeah. we were there just like being good girls and following the rules, yeah. which at first they liked when I moved in. They're like, oh, you should be the next main girlfriend because yeah. none of them wanted to do yeah. it. Like they loved it that I was picking up the slack and showing up to the dinners and watching the movies. But then when Hef started saying things to them like, why can't you just be a good girl like Holly? Then it was like, fuck this bitch. We need to get her out of here. Because they he would always use us as like the example. Or like if they would ask for more money, it's like, well, Stacy didn't need money for a dress. I know. That's another thing. And I think that's why I was like, they grade on a curve. They wanted to get rid of the weakest link. Like, because I, I, I was fine. Like, I didn't want to like ask for anything. I was fine. I'm like, oh, I was afraid to ask for anything. Yeah. So tell us about that first night going out. Where'd you guys go? It had to be bar flight. And I remember have even uh, coming up to me personally because it was my first time going out. And he goes, where do I know you from? He said <laughs> oh, that. He goes, like, where I do I know you from? <laughs> and I just basically said, well, you know, I've seen you. You know, I used to do Playboy TV and I, see, I got killed in the grotto by trauma. <laughs> Then what was the night like? You guys are dancing, you're having fun. Yeah, it was fun. Like I remember even um, China Joni showed up, um, China the wrestler. Yeah. Because I guess she was really good friends with um, Stephanie Hendricks. And so it was like, so I'm like, whoa, you know, China's here. And it's like, it was just fun. Like, you know, like they, they were drinking champagne. They were drinking into that crystal. They like crystal and stuff like that. And I was just like, whoa. And then I recognized a few of the girls. I don't want to say their names, but it, I remember I ran into two girls in particular I'm like oh my god because we were on sets together mm -hmm. I see last time I saw you was at a vivid show oh, we're gonna get into that <laughs> for people that might not know what is vivid you met these girls on a vivid shoot yeah so what, I worked I worked for vivid a few times vivid is a porn production but they also did games back then like gamers and stuff but it was like porn gamers and stuff like that so I don't even know what their purpose was there but I know one girl was gonna be like a contract girl but then she bailed out of it so you guys are out. Was everybody nice to you, though? Yeah, everyone was nice to me, but there was an incident with a Stephanie. Because, okay, everyone's in the limo. We're leaving and half with this bad back. And I had no idea what's going on. He's struggling to get up. And I'm like, so I helped him. I go, here, I have, let me help you. But I was just walking with him. And so then Stephanie gets out of limo, gets on the other side of half, and, and she gets to the other arm, and she looks at me and she goes, you're not going to sit next to him next to that. You're not going to sit next to him in the limo. You know that, right? And I go, and Hef, like, right, like, Hef couldn't even hear him. And I go, I don't, 
think, of course not. I'm not going to sit next to him. I'm so not she says sit. this right in front of Hef, but she knows Hef can't. She says it in a way that she knows Hef can't yeah, hear it. Yeah, because Hef is just like oblivious to what she's saying. But she literally snarked at me. And I was like, God, no. Why would I do that? I'm new. You're you're here. She goes, and then she like shook her head. She goes, what? I go, you earned your spot wherever you're at. You've been out with him forever. I've seen you in the magazines. Because I was kind of starstruck because I see him in the mag. I seen all mm-hmm. these girls in the magazines. I knew they were his girlfriends. I go, you earned this spot, honey. You go, girl. I'm just here for the ride. I'm just my first night. I don't know what's going on. She goes, oh, my God, Stacey, you're so sweet. And then she gets the limo, and then she says in front of everyone really loud, Stacey, you're so sweet. I love you. And I'm way in the back, <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. I love you, too. But then I'm thinking, okay, another target, you know, like, yeah. don't love me too much. No. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Well, I have to know, did he offer you a quaalude? Not the first night. That was later on. They were cut in half. Yeah. And of course, I was too scared to take one. Me too. Me too. (laughs) I was too scared to take one. Some of the girls told me the reason they took it because they didn't want to drink and they wanted to lose weight. And so they would take it instead of drinking. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then one of them said, Stacy, I noticed you've been haven't taken. Are you? Do you have them? I go, Yeah, I think they're in my purse. I'll buy them from you. But I never gave them to her, but she offered to buy them off of me. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think there was probably some resale going on. That's with why they girls. didn't want me. Because I used to say, no, I'm okay. And then I got scolded for not taking them. And they said, never refuse them or he'll stop giving them to all of us. Yeah, I think she was selling them. And so I was like, okay. And so I still think that some, I, I kept them. So they're somewhere. They're probably in my purse. <laughs> I probably have purses with them because in the liner. Because I would act like, I'm like, thank you, honey. And then I'd be like pretending to take and Because yeah. I didn't want him to catch me. I was yeah. really, you know. And then, and I think some of the girls really had to pay attention that I wasn't taking it. Because I was really trying to be slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would pretend to. Yeah. I'm still scared. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'm going to be all like. Especially yeah. mixing it with alcohol. I feel oh, like yeah. it's extra scary because he didn't yeah. offer them on the way out to the club so you didn't drink he offered no. them on the way home from the club yeah so i feel like yeah that's extra and it was scary. cut in half and so they were tiny i remember asking him that once i'm like aren't you scared to like give those quaaludes out because sometimes he would bring girls home from the club and you don't know what they've been drinking or what they've been taking yeah. or what drugs they do yeah i go aren't you scared to like give those to people and then what if somebody overdosed like what if that was the thing because i'm yeah. picturing in my mind that scene in boogie nights where the girl does too much coke and she's like convulsing and they have to drop her off in front of the er i'm like what like aren't you afraid to do that he goes yeah yeah that's a thought and he just like didn't care and was so nonchalant and i don't know why he thought he was so untouchable like i feel like i there had to have been some kind of a plan in his head like if something like that happened what would he do yeah but i guess he wasn't worried about it and i guess nothing really happened i mean which is weird because usually things, some, you know, with all those odds, something had to yeah, happen Yeah, you would think something time. along the line, something would have happened to somebody yeah, somewhere. Unless they it probably did up. over the years. And we they, just don't yeah, know. maybe it did and got covered up before we even knew yeah. about it. Yeah. After that first night going out, you were a regular? Did he have yeah, to Yeah, well, then he, he started. That was, was kind of later, but that was kind of weird. Like, okay, I started, I started going on the Wednesdays and Fridays. And then, um, like, I remember one of the parties that I, I actually... Got, I took the, the tram one time and I, I showed up to have, you know, at the party and the Hef shuttle. goes, where did you? Yes, he goes, where did you park? I go, I took a shuttle. What? 
you could park like like I knew, but I did not know. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I we've didn't said know a million times on the show. Like, there's no handbook, and nobody tells you anything. No, like nobody wants you to know. It's all figure it out yourself. Yeah, yeah they just want you to stumble around like an idiot. Like nobody helped me. Why should I help that person? Yeah, <laughs> and I go, oh really? He goes, yeah. There's. I go, I didn't know if there's room for my car. Oh. Don't worry, we got, and so that's when I knew like, okay, I could drive up privileges. So I learned it as I went. And the girlfriend thing was just a weird thing. It wasn't like your typical, you're my girlfriend now. I was sitting on his bed and we were all gonna like watch a movie or something. And I was the only one in the room at that time. And all the girls were taking their time getting there. And he was busy getting ready, showering or whatever, like cleaning up, putting on fresh pajamas and stuff. And I was reading the tabloids on his bed. And then he looked at me, he walked over and he kissed me on the forehead and he goes, you're, st- you're getting an allowance starting this week. And I'm like, what? Oh, thank you, honey. I didn't know what that meant. So in a way, that's, I guess that's what he, that he meant that I was a girlfriend. Well, do you remember when I started coming around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd come around like, you, we all loved you. Like, we were like, oh my God, you know, Bridge is coming. Like, you were fun. Aww. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and so I feel like you and I hit it off right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. We became friends, like, right away. Yeah. And I feel like on my first night, which you know how scary and weird it is, yeah. that you were the one that helped me the most. Oh, really? Because I just I, I just wasn't assumed... helping anybody. No offense. I just assumed <laughs> I you wasn't knew. helping anybody. <laughs> like it's so weird. I just assumed you knew what was the what was the drill and what was going on. I that's how how I was in my head. I thought everyone knew the drill. I was the only one that didn't know anything. No, none of us did. I remember in the limo, you were like, "Are you coming? Like, are you going to go upstairs?" And I was like, "I don't oh. even know what that means." Really. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why I would ask that because I would. But yeah, maybe I did ask that, or maybe someone asked me to ask you that, or something like that. Because that's really not what I would really ask. Because I just assumed everyone wanted to come up to go. You know, like because it sound it seemed that way. All the girls like clamoring to go. Cool. Can I go out with you? You know, I just thought like, oh, everyone wants to come up. I was trying to get out of it, but <laughs> <laughs> but then you were like, okay, this is not 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 like you took me, not like not, you made me go up there, yeah, right no. there, but like when we were up there, you were like, okay, so this is the bathroom, like oh, okay. we change in here, take a, a little bath, here's the pajamas, I was like, okay, this oh is so God. weird. I know, I know, it is weird, it is weird but we lived it. <laughs> it's very weird. So let's talk about, I, I have, talking about the drugs at the mansion because i know you didn't do them Mm-mm. but there were people that did yeah i don't really know who did and who didn't really i mean kind of do but not really did anybody ever <clears throat> offer you any oh yes yes that was during the grammys and i was in the bathroom in room two and a girl did she was in the bathroom oh, I, I think she was in the bathroom before me and i waited and then i went and then she, and then she came back and she goes Stacy, do you want a bump? And I go, what's that? And then, you know, it's cocaine. I go, oh, no, thank you. I go, oh, I'll die of a heart attack. I can't do that. She goes, oh, no, I don't want that to happen. Never mind. Forget I said it. I go, okay. I go, I don't know if I could have that. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I, I never had that before. I'm scared. I don't know if I can. I'll have a heart attack. I really thought. I go, because Red Bull grits me. I can't even have Red Bull. So I was like, it kind of freaked me out. I go, and she goes, oh, then never mind, never, you know. And that's on the way to the Grammys. Like we were getting on the Grammys. I'm like, yikes. <laughs> that was the only time. That was pretty much, except for one girl wanted to buy my Quaaludes. Holly and I didn't get offered either. We were too nerdy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like there was one <laughs> girl who told me about 
different drugs or like how somebody would like snort her whole pile instead of the line like she'd complain about oh, stuff wow. like that so I kind of knew who was doing it but nobody ever offered it to me because I think everybody had me pegged as like a square and a narc from like day one yeah yeah and I think that was like the first and once she noticed like my reaction I think everyone knew like don't off yeah <laughs> like, yeah don't <laughs> okay so um you have your apartment though I have my apartment and then I start coming out more. We're sharing the room. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but let's talk about Midsummer's 2002. And I'm pretty sure it's the costume you spent your whole allowance yes. on. Okay, so tell okay. everybody about this outfit. Okay, well, you get a $1,000, you know, allowance extra to buy an outfit. And I usually bought, like, you know, stupid stuff. But I'm like, oh, I'm a fetish model. And it's like, there's this called a pony fetish, the pony... Uh, you know but it's also a costume like you look like a pony girl like even Isla Lucy dresses up as a pony in one of her episodes it's like a little pony outfit has a harness and has leather has a corset and has cute little ears with a tail and even has a tail for the butt and everything the shoes were the most uncomfortable part because they're, they're hoofs they're real <laughs> horses hooves with the metal horseshoe wait not a real horse's hoof Vegan. Well, not a ho- it's yeah, vegan, vegan, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's clarify because there's like, going to be people horseshoe. listening like, wait. I know. I just say it's horseshoes. Real horseshoes. Yeah. With no heel on it. So you're literally like on your toes like, you know, like. Yeah, with, like a like ballerina. A high heel. Yeah, like a high heel without a heel. Now they're popular. Lady Gaga wears them and they're all over the runways now. But this also had a metal shoe on it. And you know there's marble floors so slippery and I can't walk in heels anyway so well, I, I remember like, I had your arm like yeah. helping you down especially because of the marble floors once I got on the up then the uneven you yeah, know when you the get there the uneven rocks. oh my god so I had a hard time walking but once I sat down on the pillow I was good I just I stayed on the pillows yeah. so <laughs> okay yeah. but this this costume was the first nail in your coffin you know that and right? I didn't even think of anything because look the because the outfit's fine Okay, maybe I might have. I had a bit gag in my mouth because a horse has a bit gag, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not a ball gag. It's not. It's not even like it's fetishy, but not really. It's mainly like a horse gag because I'm a horse. They, the Mean Girls, had. They were just. <gasps> yeah, can we just talk about how tense that party was in general? Yeah, I just felt like that party was so tense because we were kind of like at the moment when. It went from like a million girls going out to it coalescing down to seven girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And the tension was just thick. Like yeah. everybody was kind of fighting for what room and who's an official girlfriend and who's on an allowance and who's not. So we're starting with that. And yeah. then the horse outfit. I know. And I didn't and think then- it would be a big deal because the only thing is the bit gag. Like, it's this whole horse's outfit. Oh my God. I feel like they still talk about it to this day. It's just so weird. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if they. Was it like, yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe it was fetishy they didn't like it or maybe the attention they, because Olivia loved it. Because mm-hmm. she goes, that's my, I, when you came out in that horse's outfit, Olivia, the, the artist, yeah. she goes, of course she's a fed, you know, she draws stuff like that. Right. So I got a lot of positive from other people and maybe that was part of it. I think there was a lot of reasons why they didn't like that. But I spent my whole thousand dollars. That was a thousand dollar outfit. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I did get uncomfortable in it, and I did change at the end. I had the zebra outfit, yeah. so I was still a horse, <laughs> but I didn't have the bit cag, and I wore it. It was just a zebra um, with stockings and a zebra teddy, and I had zebra boots. And I remember one of the mean girls goes, "Oh, you look so much better, Stacy. I love this outfit so much better than the one you had before." No, I really, but this is like, you see this everywhere. This was like on a cover of one of a laundry magazine. Mm-hmm. Like, really? I go, well, I'm more comfortable. So I was more comfortable. So I did change for, for me. I, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until afterwards. How yeah. Everyone brought it up. I'm like, really? See, but the, I, you know. we talked, I think we, did we talk about her changing? And I said, yeah. I thought it was because of the mean girls, but I also thought no. you were uncomfortable. I was just uncomfortable. Like yeah. I, I just couldn't, like I tried to dance in it and the dance floor, no. I couldn't walk in those hooves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then I didn't want to take off the shoes because then it just messes up the outfit. Right. So I had to just change the whole outfit. Right. Yeah. So that was the first, well, it's not the first thing that happened. Obviously we talked about other things that had targets on your back before that. Oh yeah. But this really was like, like yeah, I said, that's the first like, First that was the first coffin. thing that yeah. just kind of like called me out like okay so I remember when you called me I was at I was staying in room three a lot but I had my apartment still so I was at my apartment so it must have been during the week mm. and you were like freaking out saying that they are trying to kick you out yeah and I, I guess I was blindsided because I just came home from a photo shoot feeling pretty good and stuff like that and first I was blindsided because I never kept what I did away from anyone and I always just assumed that if someone's living in your house you run background checks you have security like don't you know who I am we had Google back then it wasn't as like it was but you just Google Stacey I had a website yeah. stacyburke.com <laughs> it had everything I did on there and I've known two of the girls on sets and I remember talking to even one of them uh, in my bedroom where I'm like you know it's like is this weird that I'm here, you know, knowing what I do for a living? And I remember her saying, don't mention that. Don't, don't, don't mention that. And she walked out of my room. And I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. She's concerned about me. And she was one of the girls. And so I'm thinking, like, like I never really kept it. But it's like the porn aspect of what Hep was like, what they brought up to him, which is such a small part of my life. Like, literally, I tried it for, like, a, literally a couple of weeks, and I hated it. And I just got, so I went back to fetish modeling. I didn't like it. But it's like, I I don't even think they really cared. They they knew that too. They just knew that there that was if they just banded together and said we don't want her around because it gives us a bad reputation. It'll be a good way to kick me out. It was just pictures of you know me and another guy you know in one in like um one of the movies I did, and so when he showed me and he goes what's this I go yeah I I, I did that but I. I I didn't really like hide it. I even said it. I I didn't, and I go and I started crying. I go, I'm not a dirty girl, and that's when he held me and we cried. Like he, literally, he was really. He goes, I I don't want you to be. I still want you to be a girlfriend. I still want you to be a girlfriend. And I go, I'm not dirty. And he goes, Well, some of the girls are wondering how come you're not going to the doctor. Wait, what? Yeah, because I I like I guess that I I I don't even I don't know why they don't think I went. I go, What do you mean? He goes, Well, we have a doctor on staff. Why don't you go see the doctor? And I go, because I have a doctor. Oh, he says. I go, I didn't know. You mean we have a doctor? I'm like, I know. so confused because it's not like, like I hoped and assumed that everybody else was going to the same doctor that Hef would pay the bills for and stuff. See, I didn't even know about but this But nobody doctor. was like checking each other on it. So that seems weird to me that they're like, they were probably Hef, making why like isn't Stacy going to the doctor or something? Yeah, like, they were probably they worried. Like, yeah, they were probably worried. Like, uh, well, honey, we don't want her because you know she might bring, you know, like, like I wasn't doing porn then. This was like back 
you know, like years ago. So, so it wasn't happening then. I don't know. I probably should have mentioned that to have. Now I'm thinking back. Like, I wonder if I was thinking I was doing it at the mansion. No, I wasn't doing it then. But I, I was telling him I'm not dirty. And I go, I'm taken care of. I mean, just like if I was living at home, I got my own people I see. Like, and he goes, oh, he goes, because, you know, we don't want any, you know, diseases and stuff like that. Like, he was, like, worried, like, because, like, someone had to bring that up to him, because I don't I'm think really, he would bring it up to you. Yeah, I'm really weirded out, because I never heard that coming from him about you, and yeah, that seems odd to me. And I'm not saying I seem odd, like, I yeah. obviously believe everything you're saying, but I wonder why he said that. I like, think one of the girls... Did he feel like one of the girls brought it up, yeah. or did he feel like he had to have some excuse or something? Yeah, I don't know. I, at the moment, when it, the way he said it, I just figured out, figured one of the girls, that was one of the girls' complaints. First of all, how would she know? I mean, do people tell, like, when they go to doctor? Like, I was just like... That's what I was saying. How does she know you weren't going to the doctor? I know. Doctor, That's like, why I'm like... You know, and so I was just, I was just like blindsided. And I go, I'm not dirty. It was like a years ago. I go, you guys know I do this. Like I, I, I don't, I don't keep it. I mean, that was just years ago. Yeah. And like, I didn't know, like, you know, no porn star. Like I didn't know because I could have sworn. I remember in the tabloids, have used a data porn girl. And it was a, on a tabloid TV. Oh, I know who you're talking about from a long time ago. Her yes. name was Candy Barr. Okay. And Candy she Barr? Yeah, no, her <laughs> name was Candy. I mean, obviously that's a stage name, but she was a really cute blonde who did a porn like back in the 50s. She was like oh. dating a mobster or something. She did this porn back in the 50s. So it was one of like the few like porn stars yeah, of like the I day. remember date, he dated a porn girl. Yeah, and he was like, loved her of course because of like the novelty and she was totally his type like really cute blonde and then he dated her like years later and the only reason I even know that like he dated her in the 70s or something and the only reason I even know this story is because someone I was around when somebody asked have have you ever dated someone who's your own age and he said the only time I did that was like in the early 70s I dated this woman named Candy Barr but that was kind of like a fantasy for me because I remember seeing her in this porno Mm, so that's okay. the only reason I know that story. But yeah, yeah he did date somebody who had yeah. done porn. <laughs> so I never really knew. Like, I didn't know the rules. But it's like, but he was just saying, well, the girls don't want to be seen in public with you. He think They think that you bring them down. And I, of course, I was crying. I was just like devastated. And he did. He held me, like, he held me for a long time. And he goes, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. He goes, you're still girlfriend. You're still girlfriend. We'll work it out. You just can't live here. And, you know, he was just, he was going to fix it. Can't be seen it. in public with us. Yeah, I can't see him be in public. I was just gonna, you know. So afterwards, dry your eyes, come in the bedroom, honey. We're gonna watch a movie. And so I walk in the bedroom after the whole thing, and the girls were like, "That's hilarious." And I down. <laughs> so I, so you called me that night, uh-huh. and you were like crying. Yeah, I was upset. They're kicking me out, and I'm like, "Wait, what? Why? How? What is going on?" Wait, because- not to interrupt, but can I back up and just yeah. say that we didn't really know each other and weren't really friends? Oh at this yeah, point? yeah. Because people are gonna be like, "Well, where were you, Holly?" No, and I'm no. like, "I was just." Still I've always said a long time ago when they go, well, how come? I go, look, I don't blame Holly. I don't blame anyone that I didn't know because they don't know. They're just going on what other people are saying. They don't know anything. I blame the girls that were on the set that know, that right. knew all along. And that's when I'm like, oh, got a couple backstabbers and right, oh, that hurt. Okay. 
Yep. Now I know. Yep. Yeah. So you call me and you're like, I'm like, why do they think this? And you're like, well, because I did, you know, it was a long time ago though and stuff. And they only know it because they were on set with me. Yeah. And I was like, I was on the computer. I know. We stayed up until like <laughs> three in the morning. I know. I was you on were that helping computer. A lot. I was printing shit off. Like yeah. their pages that said they were doing stuff too. I was printing people yeah. that I thought looked like them. Anything I could get I my know. hands on. I was like, what about this? Is it this person? Was it this porno? Was it? <laughs> and this was like back the computer days when it's like really hard to find. Now you yeah. can probably Google anything. You'd be so easy. But then it was like really it was hard. so Detective hard to work. find stuff. You, yeah, you had to like find any little, like yeah. is that her in the background of this picture of this whatever? I don't I know. know. It was hard. And but I was printing I know, out yeah. all this shit. And the next day I go marching down to Mary's office and I hand her a folder of all this stuff that I thought two of the girls had done. Yeah. And I was like, if they're going to kick, kick, if they're going to kick Stacy out, they have to kick them out too. Like, look at her going back. Oh my god! Like, that was so sweet. Freaking out about it, and then um, I went back to room three, and I was sitting in there, and the door comes bursting open, and it's Hef, and he has all the stuff in his hand. And he said, "This is not those girls," and I asked him about it, and they've denied it. Of I remember that happened. Of course, they denied it. Yeah, I like know. I remember that happening because I was like at the time when you got voted off the island, like I wasn't really like close with either of you guys at all. Like, and we yeah. became friends like right after. That's when we started like kind of doing things during the day and stuff. And I remember you showing me the stuff like, oh, here's this person and that person and this person. Like after you gave them those papers and then Hef was like, that's not them. But correct me if I'm wrong. He because this was the impression I had. He told them. I don't know if he told them that you gave them those papers or that some other girls or like what it was. But I just remember feeling like, oh, shit, shit is going to go down yikes because it was like all out war from then on he told them something because they knew about those pictures Mm -hmm. because the one girl would joke around about her name and like say that name out loud and stuff yeah so he definitely told her Mm -hmm. told them yeah and when he called me a porn star, I go, well, that's giving me a lot of credit. That was like one week out of my life. Star, <laughs> please. <laughs> Hardly. But I was so devastated that you got kicked out. I know. I was devastated. Plus, it's like, I didn't even do anything wrong. This was like a past. And like I said, like, I never hit it. I just never flaunted it. I just never really talked about it. Yeah, well, it was just something why I just never would talked. you if it was like something you did for, you know, two weeks out yeah. of your life? And, and I figured they, they see my website. I mean, I had StacyBrook.com. I mean, also the hypocrisy is pretty rich because who blasted porn in his room every night? Oh, I know. (laughs) I mean, I know. So it's like, it was just, but isn't all I took it was that they just didn't want, they didn't want me there. Pretty much, they just didn't want me there, but I was still there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, at first you weren't. Yeah, I did disappear for a little bit, yeah. And then I kept, like, asking Hef if you could just come and spend the night. Can she just come over for a little bit? Like, can she come just for dinner and a movie? She won't go out with us. She'll just, like, hang out or whatever. And so it was kind of, like, slowly integrating you back in. But they still stood firm on you not going out with us. Except there was one time. There was one time I did go out. Like, two weeks. It was two or three weeks later. I remember the outfit and everything. And um, I was walking downstairs. And all the girls were downstairs, like, looking at me. And I even sang a song, Guess Who's Back? Back again. Oh my God, that's Guess so who's back. funny. Stacy's back, Stacy's back, Stacy's back. But then they booted you again. Yeah, right? I mean, then it was like, no. Then then that's when, because I thought, oh, you know, you're just not living here. He thought that would be cool 
just not living here. But then they raised hell. No, no, we don't want to see you now to public. Yeah. And so then I would still spend the weekend at the mansions, but I couldn't go out out in public. Yeah, but and, we could still yeah. share a room. You could yeah, still come over I could still, And so I would have the mansion all to myself while you guys were out. And I was literally like Tom Cruise, da -na 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 -na, sliding, you know, like. <laughs> and I would answer the phone like Stacy Burke, Manson West. And then Alan would go, he goes, you're like Cinderella. All the girls are out at the ball. <laughs> and you're with the mice. <laughs> and I, was, I thought it was so, so sweet. So, yeah. So I, and then I thought about like, if it was like social media, it would be great because I got a mansion to myself. I got the grotto. It's my mansion. Right. Like literally, I was the only one there. We would have had freaky. a field day if social media had been a thing. Oh my like, God. sometimes I think about that. Like, if social media had been a thing while we lived at the mansion. First of all, even without social media, the mansion was like the original content house. It's just oh the content God, yeah. was for a magazine, not social media. But we would have had such a field day with social media. But also, I wonder how that would have amplified the drama. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, so much. And there would have been so much subtweeting and subposting. Oh, wouldn't just, have like, any part of it. People not, like, yeah. oh, my God. It would we could have little mo mini photo shoots in our rooms and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. It would have been, been fun. fun. <laughs> it would have been, been fun. But then, so then we decided, well, why can't you come out to the club with us? Like, maybe you don't line up and take pictures with us. Yeah. But you could still show up later. at the club. Yeah. Like, was saying you can't come to the club, so you would show up later. Yeah, security. I'd be the trailing car with security. And then eventually, I had my own car. <laughs> you would come with security because you couldn't come with us in the limo. So we did everything they to undermine they them. Hated on every hate it but the more they hated it the more fun it the was the more fun <laughs> I remember one time I had security brought me there and I let you guys take the picture and I'm on the outskirts and I remember you Holly you go Stacy come sit with us <laughs> yeah and I'm like okay <laughs> Plop my purse down. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, they hated it. But I loved it. We weren't doing anything bad by doing that. Yeah, because it was what we wanted to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. And we knew that Hef secretly liked it like that, yeah. too, because we yeah. all got along and had fun together. Yeah. And Hef didn't want you out, either. Like, I remember no. that night after, like, he just felt like he had been outnumbered, which was always his greatest fear. And I think that was the motivation for him kind of wanting a group that didn't get along as his greatest fear was always everybody banding together and saying yeah. or like at least the majority banding together and saying we don't want to go out tonight or we want this like he always wanted to have the power yeah yeah that power was kind of taken away yeah from and i remember him you know not yeah. him not wanting you out and him feeling bad one of the girls who was do on the sets with you has admitted now more recently in an article oh, really? that came up that she was doing it that's where i met her yeah i met her on vivid what's up yeah. you know well i just know i was devastated but we still made the most of we it we still made the most but actually it turned out fine like i i like even after when they got out i was there for like afterwards like, well, I yeah. feel like being able to be there but not having to go out and not having to go upstairs is kind of like the sweet life a little yeah. bit. <laughs> like I get to stay in room three, then later on room five. No, I really was devastated because it, it kind of brought me back high school's forever. Like I'm a grown-ass woman and here's mm -hmm. high school again. The mean girls like kick me out. And then it took a long time to karma to get back because I'm like, I would see the stuff that she get away with. Not even with me, with you guys, just everything. Like, because since I was an outsider now, I saw all the stuff they were getting away with. And it would just make me, like, angry and sad and just, like, question the world. And, like, when's karma? Gonna, how are they getting all this stuff? Yeah. And, like, and they're being dicks. 
you know, like mean, like like mean girls. Yeah. And I was like, it took a long time. So when finally karma came into play, I'm like, yes, it was so much. Yeah, so and good. I don't think they ever really got what they wanted out of it ultimately. No. And they never did because Hep was always going to have a lot of girlfriends. And I even said that. I go, you kick the weakest link out. The person that comes to take my place is probably going to be stronger and you're going to wish you had a weak link. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get into because you're going to get a new bag of rocks all the time. Well, that's kind of where I'm going next with my questions because next we get Crystal in there. Mm-hmm. And turns out, like, she's she's the next weakest link, though. Like, she isn't stronger. Yeah. I mean, we love Crystal to death and we had a lot of fun with Crystal, but they got her out within a year. Yeah, but it wasn't that her choice. Well, she was really trying really hard to be friends with both. But I remember that day when she told us, like, and it was like, why? Why? And she's like, I just can't take it anymore. Right. Yeah, I was so sad when she left. I felt like, you're leaving us to the wolves. I know. (laughs) She just couldn't take it anymore, which meant it must have been really tough. Um, and I remember they were always saying like little snarky things to you all the time, like oh yeah, gr- like, oh all so the time. many times, like yeah, um, <laughs> would like in the and she'd be in the limo and she would like grab me. She grabbed me one time by the <gasps> neck. I think I told you about this. I, I know, know you've told the story, but yeah. just every time I hear it, it's just. Just because, what they got away with. And that girl you're oh, yeah. talking about, like, she was physical with people. She, oh, she was like was that with Crystal, too. She grabbed me by the back of the neck, and she started squeezing me hard. I guess I was annoying in the limo. I don't know what I was doing. I'm always annoying. I'm, I'm annoying. But uh, she grabbed me by the neck, and then I looked at I just smiled, and I, like, I go, I have a fetish model. I'm used to paying. Go for it. <laughs> and she's like, you, she, 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 she was, like, smiling. She goes, don't make me. I will. And she started, like, squeezing it harder and harder. And then... The next thing I have on my notes is Hef's birthday. That was the night Kendra was a painted lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the Jello Shot girls. Yeah. And you were not allowed to sit at our table. But I remember... Oh, yeah. I remember this was a time when we were like, we need to, like, make changes ourselves. Yes. Like, we need to just, like, stop being, like, letting these girls run the show. Like, we need to make our own changes. And I remember pulling up a folding chair next to me and be like, Stacy, oh, yeah, come I remember sit that. here and pulled you right up to the fucking table with us. I know. Yeah, I do remember that. It was like, it was really cool. And I go, really? And then Hep was fine with it. And then I go, okay. Because I and asked so, him, I'm like, it's okay that. if Stacy sits here next to me? He was like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. like what's he going to say? You yeah. know? And I was like, Stacy, come sit here. And, and I know they were just Seething. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you? Um, what were your thoughts on Kendra? Did you not notice her at all that night? Oh, or? I noticed her because she was like, well, I noticed because I kept like I was like joking around. Like, you got such a little butt, you know, like you got such a butt because she had tall heels, so she looked taller than usual. Yeah, we she had tall that too. heels. She yeah, she so looked so tall because so the hills. And I remember like just talking about her, but of course she was the Jello girl, and you know I love Jello shots. Yeah. So I would go to her a lot. You know, and I did remember when have met her and the other friend that she was with. Right. And have kind of like both of them. Yeah. So then uh, how would you describe Hef? Well, he's complex. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I mean, I haven't seen like what other people see because I was, I, you know, I got kicked out so quick. But like, first of all, like he's smart. He helped with the Hollywood sign. He's done a lot in Hollywood by restoring movies. So he has the smart and then the business wise and he did a lot for um movies he did a lot for uh, women's rights even though it's kind of weird like you know there is like a lot of hypocritical stuff there but he did do a lot for civil rights and women's rights and he did a lot politically uh he do he i think he generally does care for people um but yeah i know there's going to be the dark side of all that stuff too i never really witnessed it so much 
Like, I never witnessed it. I seen him, other people, like I remember Rebecca one time, she was bugging you one time, and, and she ran into the bed into bedroom three, and I go, what's going on? She started crying, and he goes, don't ever do that again. So I've seen him yell. So he came, I didn't know that story. And she wanted to be, she was jealous over you, and she wanted half, number, mm-hmm. she wanted to be number one or something. But she went um, to your room, and I guess she was bugging you. Like, you were trying to sleep or something, or something. You guys were relaxing in the bed. I'm trying to think what would set Hef off to a new yeah, like person. He was like relaxing, that. too, and, and you were trying to sleep. And I guess you, she just plopped on the bed and woke you up, or something was bugging you guys. And then and then something happened, and then she ran in the room and was crying. And he goes, don't you ever do that again. Holly's trying to sleep. We're trying, you know, you just don't walk into the room, because she has walked into your room or something. Like yeah. she just walked in your room, and um, and she was crying. She was just like, and then he just yelled, and I'm like, whoa! That was the first time I saw it. I'm like, wow! I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to be on the end of that one. Interesting. So, yeah, that's why you know he was really sweet to me, and you know what, he did stand up to me with the Mean Girls, even though I do know how he likes to play it when he gave me that that money in front of that the one of the Mean Girls. I know he kind of did it on purpose, mm-hmm. just to stir the pot. You know, yeah. just to say, like, look, she's still getting allowance, you know, like, and I'm thinking, oh, God, thank you. Now I'm not, <laughs> now I'm not going to get it anymore. Which, right. You know, it lasted. I know it's gonna, it wasn't going to last forever. So I, I was upset, but not that upset. I just didn't like the target on my back. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you, but you're already kind of describing it, but what? how do you describe your relationship with Hef? I think it was positive. Like, he, he put me through, like, you know, he could have got rid of me. Like, he could have said, okay, you're fetish, you're weird. Like, you know, because I was kind of a weirdo. I was, you know, I I was different. <laughs> I didn't fit the mold. But yet, he still kind of kept me around. He was really endearing. Like, even when I was left, when I went back to room three, he found out, like, security told him, like, oh, Stacy's on the premises. And he came up and goes, you little bugger, how come you didn't come and say hi to me? You know, you... Don't just come up. I go, I don't want to bother you. You know, and he just hugged me and he goes, no, you're never a bother. Always come up and say hi. And I had it on my voicemail for the longest time. He left me on voicemail. He goes, you're never going to be off the guest list, Stacy. You're yeah. always welcome here anytime you want. So I kept it on my voicemail for the longest time until I accidentally deleted it. But it doesn't matter now. But I was just like, wow. He and goes, was that never. true? No, because not towards the end. When he started getting sick and then he didn't want it out in the public and so the guest list started diminishing mm-hmm. and um little by little it sh- was shrinking mm-hmm. and then um i didn't show up for a while because i was busy married so there was mm-hmm. a time when i didn't show up and then finally after a couple months i'm like okay i'm gonna show up and i went to the gates and i w- i was gonna get out and then they go stacy can you keep driving to the end i go okay and they go i'm sorry stacy you're not on the li- list anymore I'm like, <gasps> and i go is it because i've been gone for you know a few months i'm so sorry i know how it is and then it was i forget tony he was really nice he goes it's not you stacy they're doing it everyone he showed me the list john baker was not on there um at rick pollock was not on there like i'm talking about like key people yeah people that have been there for years years and years and years, years. His, his so friends. he goes it's not just you he even showed me the paper he goes this this is a list that's off the list it's not just you because I thought, it's my fault. I haven't been up here for a couple months. I'm sorry. I've been busy, you know. And so, and Tony was like, it's not you. And I go, oh, I drove all, okay, I'll drive all the way home, you know. And it's like, he just saved me from going in and embarrassing myself. Because, I, you know, because even Jeremy goes, I don't know if you're off there to kick. And I go, well, I don't think I, I never, because I never got an email. Because I even told him, I go, I never got an email. No one told me. He goes, no one contacted you? I go, no. 
I didn't know I was off the list. And then, um, but it, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I'm like, okay. And then I went home and I'm like, oh, well, I'm married. It, you know, town change, you know, new, no, new administration, you know, it's, it's different. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know the deal with that. I don't know who had orchestrated it, but I knew it wasn't half. It definitely wasn't half. Yeah, I don't think it was one Hef. thing I know about Hef, he definitely would have wanted us still up there. Yeah, because I never took pictures of him limping or doing anything. Like, I never did stuff like that. Right. You know, other people might, but I never did. Right. So, and I was married, and I have no, I had no, you know, no strings with Hef. Now he was married, so it was like, I was there even after he was married. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I had nothing like that. What was your relationship like with Mary? Mary was fine, except she did kind of, I don't think she liked me. Because I there remember was you a, telling me yeah. that, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, where were you when um, Hef died? I, I I was at home, and I was invited to the, I was invited even to um, Betty Page's uh, funeral, and even the CEO, he goes, Stacy, I really wanted you to show up to that. I'm like, no one invited me. And then, like, the same thing with Hef, no one invited me. Like, I didn't, you know, I found out he died like everyone else. I was at home, social media, bling, and that's about it. Yeah, I you wasn't know? invited either. I wasn't invited. Not even told. No, me neither. I'm so shocked that I wasn't invited, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I but, sort of am, because I know if Hef had his way, yeah. we all would have been there. Yeah, because we didn't do anything wrong to him. No. We didn't do anything wrong to him. Even you, Holly. Well, no, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just Oh, I didn't mean that. I mean, wait, we didn't. Well, I mean, all of us. I, I say I'm talking about all of us. We really, even writing a book. Like, look, what's your name showed up after writing a book? Yeah, that's true. So I was like. And Hef always had the philosophy that there's no such thing as bad press. He thought yeah. any press was good press. Yeah. And Dickie would used to ask him about that. Are you sure? And Dickie would bring the meanest articles about Hef. And, he'd be, and he would always say. And I, I asked Dickie one time, why do you always bring that? It's so mean. And so he's like, well, Hef wants to see it. He says, there's no such thing as bad press. What would you say is your favorite memory from the mansion? God, there's so many. I mean, of course, like, you know, after the parties, like going to your room and having wine and like looking over the balcony and like, you know, just, you know, <laughs> making fun of people like, you know, like it's just stuff like that, you know, like and having like cheese fries, you know, and having, um, what's his name? You making your bean dip? Like what's his name? Ricky? Not Ricky. No, Ramon. Ramon, Ramon. <laughs> yeah. Making food and stuff like that. And uh, just afterwards and just like just talking about and or like after a party like we'll be still dressed up or we go back to the party in our pajamas that was way dance. later yeah, yeah that was way later <laughs> girl time like was the best time because yeah, at first yeah. we weren't allowed to do that like go back down it wasn't until way later that we were yeah to yeah go back down. exactly um what would you say is your worst memory from the man oh the, the kick out day that was probably it because i was just melt like meltdown like oh my god it was like back in high school it was just like they they treat me like i was just like a leper like i was just like the worst thing ever i'm like i didn't do anything wrong yeah i did but like didn't you know like like i literally thought they did background checks i thought everyone knew everything like i just didn't flaunt it like i'm gonna say oh by the way you know a few years ago when i did porn like i don't it's not in conversation right I've heard so many stories from guests that went up there for many, many years to staff have told us how much things changed after we left and mm-hmm. not for the good. And I not always wondered, I always wondered, are they just saying this because... No, I um, got mean. Well, when people would tell us that, I would always think, are they just saying this because... Um, to be flattering. Yeah, because, no, you know, we're not, not there really... and they're trying to be nice. But no, it's come from too many people yeah. now that yeah. things just really went to shit after we left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we'll have to getting older. and He got really... After you guys left, his age, he aged like 20 years in like 
like you know, like two years. Yeah. And like really quickly, and he deteriorated really quickly, and stuff like that. And so yeah, and so he wasn't really, and you know, like he said, he don't want he don't want anyone to see it. So I was like, well, let's end on a positive note. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about some of the fun things that we used to do and share and stuff, and we've talked about some of them already, like ordering cheese and wine in my room and staying up all night chatting Yum. and stuff. But also getting ready for the parties oh, in my yeah. room. Oh, yeah. That was so much fun. Doing the hair and makeup. And then I had hardly any hair, so I just clip on my hair for the day, <laughs> which is awesome because it was Wait, like, boom. You relatable. would always come in early. We would hang out all day oh, long. Yeah, as soon the as jello the Jello shots, shots are oh. ready, you would go and get a whole plate of them and bring them back to the room. She's like, oh, Jello shots are ready to go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go in the freezer. There they are. They go, there's Stacy with them. I go, I got it. <laughs> And it was Which a party is, before the party. We, pre, we pre-partied. Mm-hmm. It was almost yeah. more fun than the actual party. Like I know, just it ready was. for the party. I know, it actually was. So thank you so much for joining us, Stacy. That was super fun. We're definitely going to hit you up more when you come, when you appear on the show as we're watching. Yeah. So, we have we a have lot more to cover. So much more to talk to you about. This oh is just like, I just wanted, we just wanted to like people to like understand who Stacy was and, and yeah, how you got there right, yeah. because there's really no backstory in the show on you. I know. Like it just says my yeah. former girlfriend is what yeah. it tags you as. Yeah. Except for my wedding when you said she's a fetish model. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even then, I mean, I haven't watched that episode yet, but I feel like even then they didn't go into like yeah. who you really are, you know? Yeah. That's okay. Anyway. Yeah. Well, now we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.